Cooper and... This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. Tyranny is terrifying, but not initially to those who believe they somehow personally or collectively benefit from it. Yet tyranny, by its very nature, has a perpetual propensity to metastasize like cancer inevitably bringing even those who once basked under its seeming benefits under its terrifying burdens. And we're seeing it happen all across the United States of America and around the world, even as we speak. There's a terrifying tyrant arising. This terrifying tyrant is arising in the personification of many persons who are in positions of leadership around the world. But ultimately, their personification will actually be reposed in a single individual known collectively and historically as the Antichrist. Friends, what we're seeing right now across the country and around the world is nothing short of the precursor to the coming of the great imposter. There's no clearer example of this pattern than what was revealed in the course of the French Revolution, so I bring your attention back to that. It's a poignant example for what we might expect from the world's consummate tyrant, the Antichrist. So the French Revolution came in as a lamb, supposedly to protect and provide for the masses in the glorious pursuit of liberty, equality, and fraternity, through alleged democratic rule under the persuasive guidance of the popular guy called Robespierre. But freedom quickly dissolved into lawless tyranny of the majority, causing heads to roll and bloodshed to shame the streets of Paris. And the supposed lamb of liberty and fraternity was soon roaring like a lion devouring any and all who would suppose to oppose the ghoulish tyranny that was now triumphing in the streets of Paris. Robespierre himself, even while touted as a savior and messiah, actually soon forfeited his own head to the rampant tyranny he had so passionately promoted. And so history presents us with a classic expression of how tyranny begins and ends, and the picture is not pretty. We're going to take a look at that here today on Viewpoint, even as we take a look at the advancement of the pressure, force, and threat of force coming in the name of medical freedom. Yes, if you don't submit to the governmental mandates that are coming in. They first came in like a lamb, and now they're roaring like a lion all across the world. Yes, even in the land of the free, increasingly becoming only the home of the brave. Hospitals fear staffing shortages as vaccine deadlines are looming. Those hospital shortages are going to be vast. Can you imagine a state 
or a major city substituting the National Guard for nurses and physicians' assistants and doctors? That's supposed to bring about security and peace and prosperity and ultimately freedom that we'll all be happy about. If we're all going to be so happy about it, then why is it that more than 4,000 scientists and physicians from around the world have signed a declaration condemning public policymakers of what they call crimes against humanity for restricting life-saving treatments and quashing debate and scientific inquiry? Dr. Robert Malone, we've talked about him before here on the program, the inventor of the mRNA vaccine technology and the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, read this declaration of the 4,000-plus scientists and physicians at Rome at a conference. He contends that the COVID vaccines, which he invented, should not be administered universally because, here's his reason, the shots pose both known and unknown risks for the healthy that far outweigh potential benefits. The declaration by these scientists and physicians begins by stating that thousands have died from COVID as a result of being denied life-saving early treatment. So the declaration is a battle cry from physicians who are daily fighting for the right to treat their patients and the right of patients to receive those treatments without fear of interference or retribution or censorship by the government or pharmacies or pharmaceutical corporations or even big tech. And these signatories, over 4,000 of them from around the world, are inviting the scientists of the world who are skilled in biomedical research and behold the highest ethical and moral standards to insist on their ability to conduct and publish objective empirical research without fear of reprisal upon their careers, reputations, and livelihoods. Why would over 4,000 doctors Uh, physicians and scientists be collaborating together in such a way and to come together at a conference in Rome to warn the world and to plea on behalf of the medical profession against biomedical tyranny. Why would they do that? Today on Viewpoint, we're confronting the deepest issues of America's heart and home from God's eternal perspective. Viewpoint does determine destiny, friends. And I might tell tell you that you are in the test of a lifetime. We are all being confronted with the test of a lifetime. A famous lawyer turned judge, I think he was the earliest judge to be appointed the youngest judge to be appointed to the federal bench, came out and talked about this issue and uh, basically said, you know what? We have to determine whether or not we're going to come into full compliance and submit to the tyrannical authority that is being superimposed upon our world, that is being superimposed upon our country. Judge Napolitano 
has spoken about that, and we'll talk more with him or actually uh, see more what he has said uh, further on in the program today. In Australia, officials on Monday reminded their subjects that the nation's zero COVID strategy was somehow given them, has somehow given them the power to strip the people of their freedoms. Unvaccinated folks, they said, will lose their freedoms in October. This is their so-called blueprint for freedom. That's what they're calling it, the blueprint for freedom. Does it sound like freedom to you? No, it sounds like tyranny. Deputy Premier Barilano said that not only would unvaccinated people not achieve any further freedom, but they will also lose their freedoms they currently enjoy as of October 11th. Do you think things are coming quickly, friends? Indeed, they are. You need to pay attention to today's program. We'll be right back. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. The pressure is intensifying. The pressure is intensifying, my friends. Unbelievably intensifying. It's even coming to us in the name of God. You probably have heard New York Democratic Governor Kathy Hochul telling Congress at the Christian Cultural Center in Brooklyn, New York, on September 26th, she says, you know who they are regarding people who have chosen not to receive a COVID-19 vaccine. She was telling the congregation of a Brooklyn megachurch that the unvaccinated aren't listening to God. Maybe she is the one not listening to God, or maybe she is superimposing her viewpoint as if it were God's. But she says, you know, there there's people out there that aren't listening to God and what God wants. You know this. You know who they are. So she was trying to stir up animosity within this large congregation toward people who, in their deepest sense of conscience, conscience and uh, concern, are refusing to take this vaccine. She said, I need you to be my apostles. I need you to go out and talk about it and say, we owe this to each other. We love each other. Jesus taught us to love one another. And how do you show that love but to care about each other enough to say, please get vaccinated because I love you. I want you to live. Well, there are a whole lot of presuppositions in that statement. That is, are the vaccines actually helpful? Is there more harm coming from the vaccines than help? According to many doctors, indeed, there is more harm. In fact, the very founder, Mr. Dr. Malone, the very one who invented the MRN vaccine that's used by both Pfizer and Moderna, said, don't do it. He came out twice and warned the world, saying, 
do not administer this vaccine, these vaccines, globally because they're too dangerous. He went to the FDA, urged the FDA, Federal Drug Administration, not to approve the vaccines. They did anyway, under political pressure from Joe Biden. Why the pressure? What is this pressure about? If it is so wonderful, if it is so helpful, if it is saving people's lives, then why the need for pressure? One must ask those questions. Fear has been generated intentionally by the leaders in our world. A top doctor, Dr. Peter McCullough, has become a leading critic of the experimental COVID-19 vaccines and explained in a thorough, nearly 90-minute presentation why he believes the vaccines should be pulled from the market. As both a researcher and practicing physician, McCullough has come to the conclusion that most deaths attributed to COVID-19 could have been prevented with early treatments that have been suppressed or prevented by policymakers, like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. McCullough, listen to this. This is this is his biological. This is his bio, his CV, his curriculum vitae. This is what establishes him as a true expert to speak. He's the editor in chief of two medical journals is a practicing internist, cardiologist, epidemiologist, and professor of medicine at the Baylor University School of Medicine in Dallas, Texas. He has 600 peer-reviewed publications to his name. Many have appeared in top-tier journals such as the New England Journal of Medicine, Journal of the American Medical Association, and The Lancet. He has led monitoring safety boards in major drug trials. And by the way, that's just the beginning of his qualifications to speak on the subject. So why aren't people listening? Why is Joe Biden not listening? Why is the why are the leaders down there in Australia and in New Zealand not listening? Why is it that one of our important and long-term listeners down there in New Zealand has found it necessary to flee the country? That's the latest I've received fleeing the country. Why? Friends, it's called tyranny. It's terrifying. What is tyranny? And who is a tyrant? If we were to look back over the shoulder of history, it reveals that tyrants are born in the womb of social and political unrest that seems to resist all normal efforts to resolve. So, a supposed savior, a deliverer, a strong man, is so readily welcomed then by the people, supposedly to restore order or to provide peace or to somehow save us from the assault that is coming upon us. So he comes in like a lamb, but then he quickly resorts to the roar of a lion. And that is the characteristic, friends, of the soon-coming imposter. But there are others that are ushering in that scenario so that the people are prepared to submit. Are you prepared to submit? 
if you have already submitted through fear to the vaccine, when you have heard so many people, so many doctors and others warning and expressing concerns about it, you are highly susceptible then to submit to the ultimate tyrant of history called the Antichrist. I'm sorry to have to put it so bluntly, but it's true. What is happening is actually preparing the way to usher in much more easily through COVID and the vaccines to usher in much more easily the final, yes, I'm going to have to tell you, mark of the beast. That's right. That's what's happening. It's a precursor. It is a preliminary test of your trust, a preliminary test of truth, a preliminary test of your ability to discern truth and not succumb to fear and feelings. There has been adequate information for those who were interested in hearing it. For those who were not interested in hearing it, no amount of information would make a difference. None. No amount of information would make a difference. So, this is the reason why Judge Andrew Napolitano wrote a piece that came out of Newsmax just uh, a few days ago. Here's what he said. Two weeks ago, President Joe Biden announced his intention to order the Department of Labor to compel all employers of more than 100 persons to require all their employees to be vaccinated against COVID-19 or, listen to this, be fined $14,000 per day for each unvaccinated employee. And the Department of Labor, Labor would be ordered to collect the fines. So by using private businesses to enforce his dictates, is the president doing indirectly what the Constitution prohibits the federal government from doing directly? Absolutely. That's exactly what he's doing. And he knows, and he's been told that it's unconstitutional. But it doesn't matter because he holds the power. And we know that power corrupts, but absolute power corrupts absolutely. And our current president has allowed himself to be totally corrupted, absolutely, by his perception of absolute power or his submission to those around him who are using him as a pawn to carry out their nefarious intentions for global government. So, Andrew Napolitano says, can the president compel employers to enforce a federal program at their own expense? In a word, no, because the 13th Amendment prohibits involuntary servitude and compelling persons and entities to work against their will without just compensation is the definition of involuntary servitude. It's slavery. So one can see the utter disregard the Biden administration has for constitutional norms. Napolitano goes on to say, all this can happen only if we let it. But, because the 13th Amendment only prohibits involuntary servitude, the feds can surely enslave us when we are timid enough to consent. So I want to ask you a question. 
How timid are you? How timid are you? You see, timidity and fear is what is going to cause the majority, not only of the peoples on our planet, but the majority of professing Christians to receive the infamous mark of the beast that will destine them to eternal damnation. This is the reason why we're speaking so directly about this here on Viewpoint, and in various ways over the past uh, weeks and months, we have been prevailing upon the minds and the hearts of professing Christians to take this seriously. Now, if you truly, in your heart of hearts, believed that to get the vaccine was without harm to the temple of the Holy Spirit, your body, that all of the other warnings by doctors and uh, those who, even the creators of the mRNA uh, so-called vaccine, were warning against it, if you truly disregarded and disbelieved anything they said, and you, in your heart of hearts, really were convinced that this was a good thing, That's one thing. But if you were motivated by fear, you see, fear has torment, the Bible says. So you were tormented, and you yield to the tyranny of fear. Fear is a tyrant, and it will be used by tyrants to achieve their ultimate and nefarious ends for absolute control. And that's what's happening. There is no other way to explain it. It is not an interest in medical health. It's an interest in absolute control. Now, if you understand that, if you're willing to understand, of course, you have to be willing to understand it. If you're not willing to understand it because you want to justify uh, something that you want to do, For instance, let's say that you want to uh, uh, take a trip to wherever. You want to take a trip to uh, England, or you want to take a trip to France, and you know that the airline says that if you don't get your COVID shot, you can't go. Okay? So, which is the greater motivation for you? To protect the body, your body, the temple of the Holy Spirit, from the serious concerns expressed by not the family doctor, because they're just answering to the CDC, but the serious concerns expressed by those who don't have a dog in the fight, who aren't, don't have their hands in the till, so to speak who are not about to lose their jobs just because they, if they don't, uh, you know, give the virus or vaccination. Who are you willing to believe? This is a test of your trust. Who do you trust? And are you walking in fear or walking in faith? Faith does not have torment, but fear does. And people are driven 
by fear, but only if we let it. Only if we let it. You say, well, I had to. Really? You didn't have to. You chose to. Now, that brings up another issue. Are we dealing with force or threat of force? Some would argue, well, no, because the government isn't sticking a gun in your in your face. Oh, but in a sense, they are because they're saying, look, if you don't get the vaccine, you're not going to go to the grocery store. In other words, you're not going to get food. That's what they're saying in Australia. And it's going to come here soon. When the president tells the big businesses or even smaller businesses in our country that unless you compel and make sure every single employee is vaccinated, you're going to be charged a fee of $14,000 a person per day. I would say that's force or threat of force, friends. Will you submit? Or are you going to stand, having done all to stand? with your loins good about with truth. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. Saveus.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at Saveus.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, saveus.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, saveus.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived, Save America Ministries website at saveus.org. Mr. Biden and his henchmen are suggesting that your faith kills people. That's what they're saying. And a network expert is saying faith can kill. So Mr. Biden needs guidelines for religious vaccine exemptions so that he becomes the final arbiter of whether or not you are truly a follower of the Lord. Now, that's some kind of power, friends. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Now documents have been leaked revealing military plans to grill soldiers over their religious vaccine exemption. And the government, the Pentagon, has hired psychologists to determine whether or not a soldier has a legitimate religious exemption. How is a psychologist to determine that? And on what basis? Because a pastor in a particular denomination is 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 uh, promoting the vaccine. So if you're in that denomination, that means that if you don't comport with that, then you, by definition, are not making a proper religious exemption. Interesting. In addition to that, the White House now has said <coughs> last Friday that millions of federal contractors will have to be vaccinated by December 8th. It's going to be put in the clauses to future government contracts, mandating inoculations. 
If a federal contractor goes to work at another office in their company, then the employees in that second office will also need to be vaccinated, even if they're not working on a government contract. So the tentacles of this are amazingly far-reaching. The number touched by this is going to be huge, probably in the upper tens of millions. So the guidance coming from the federal government adds that contractor employees, quote, working on a covered contract from their residence also must comply with the vaccination requirement. So this has nothing to do with people's health. It has to do with power. At the same time, an Idaho doctor has been looking what's happened over the past year and a half with regard to his COVID patients. And he has determined that there has been an increase in cancer in vaccinated patients and also uh, various other uh, problems, serious problems. This is not a game, my friends. Now, I want to put this in context, lest you should think that we're just here to beat a drum concerning COVID and the vaccines. First of all, you need to understand and be honest about this. There wasn't any flu diagnosed last year. No flu. All of a sudden, the flu disappeared. Why? Because everyone who had the flu was deemed to have COVID. Recorders having COVID. Why was that? To gin up the numbers to strike fear in the American people in order to market the vaccines. That's why. No other reason. It had nothing to do with health, and it had nothing to do with truth or facts. It had to do with motivation. You and I, as professing Christians, have to be able to discern motivation. That's what discernment means. Because if you can't discern motivation, then you can't discern truth. Why do you think it is that a jury that's evaluating a case is required to determine whether or not they think a witness is believable? Why do you think that is? Because they're called to discern truth. People's lives are on the line. Money, huge monies are on the line. They're called to discern truth. So don't come around and say, oh, that's judgmental. No, it's not judgmental. We're called to discern truth. In fact, the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 says that we are to judge all these things, especially those in the, in the, in the house of God. To judge means to form opinions and evaluate. It does not mean to condemn. That's a different thing. Don't confuse them. Now let's go back to where law ends and tyranny begins. What's tyranny? Who is a tyrant? So if we look back over history, we find that a tyrant or tyranny moves in in situations where people become fearful. 
They're looking for solutions. They're looking for, it, it seems intractable. We've got all these problems. We've got violence. We've got all these things, uncertainty, and we want solutions. So somebody steps in, makes initial promises, comes in like a lamb, and ultimately becomes a lion, roaring, tearing people apart. So the so-called savior or deliverer now becomes a tyrannical strongman. And that's how the soon-coming imposter, the Antichrist, is going to come in. He's going to capture the cultures and countries of the world. That's how he's using COVID. That's how it's coming in. Even Klaus Schwab, the head of the World Economic Forum, made a statement declaring that. He said, we must seize this moment with the COVID and uh, the, the vaccines and so on. This is the perfect time to lay the foundation to put in place the Great Reset. The Great Reset, what is it? It's a euphemism for the one world order. The very order that the Antichrist will rule. So, the Apostle Peter warned us that we should be vigilant. Because our adversary, the devil, and his henchmen go about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. We are called to resist steadfastly in faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. So, we are warned, forewarned, to be prepared. We forearm ourselves with genuine faith. Not with touchy-feely faith. Not with a faith that's dependent upon people telling us what we want to hear in our churches. No, with the faith that encompasses the fullness of the Word of God. Such as when Jesus said, He that endures to the end shall be saved. Endures what? Endures persecution. Endures the falling away of so many within the body of Christ, endures the tyranny of increasing tyrannical rule in the world, culminating in a one-world order with a global purported savior, the Antichrist, the imposter of Christ himself. So, Christian believers, not only is our trust going to be tested, but our genuine spiritual discernment or lack thereof, is being revealed. I hope you understand that. Now, in order to understand the greater picture of this, I urge you to get a copy of my book, Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter. It is my latest book. People, as they have read this, have gotten back to me and said, wow, have my eyes ever been opened. $22 will put this book in your hands. Uh, It is a 450-page book. You don't want to read it overnight, but you read it in in short pieces. It's written so that you can read it in 10, 15-minute intervals. That's how I like to read things. You can cogitate on it, mark it, whatever. And uh, it's yours on our website, saveus.org. Saveus.org, again, it's called Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter. 
Or you can give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA. That's 1-800-SAVE-USA. Or you can write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling, and we'll get it in your hands. I don't think you're going to be disappointed. I really don't. And by the way, if you're one who is choosing security over freedom, according to Ben Franklin, you don't deserve either security or freedom. Hmm. Something to think about. And why is it that the Pfizer CEO says that normal life won't return without regular COVID vaccinations every year? Did you hear that? I have it right in front of me here. Pfizer CEO says normal life won't return without regular COVID vaccines every year. Mm-hmm. I thought you were only going to need one. You were led to believe that the vaccine was going to prevent you from getting COVID. Well, if it was going to prevent you from getting COVID, then why didn't it? Why is it that so many who got the vaccines have gotten COVID. In fact, the majority, 40, 50% or more, no, I think it was upwards of 80% of those who had had the vaccine in Israel, actually among those who got COVID, were getting it even though they had had the vaccine. Why? Because the vaccine were never intended to prevent you getting COVID. You can't prevent a virus. All the vaccines were intended to do was prevent you from getting the worst symptoms from COVID when you got it. Therefore, when people are saying you have to get the vaccine in order for us to stop the spread of COVID, they are actually lying to you. They don't know what they're talking about. Even our president doesn't know what he's talking about. Because... The vaccine was never intended to prevent the spread of the virus, only to try to diminish the people who would die from the virus if they had comorbidities, were highly susceptible more than other people. Now, when we get back, I'm going to share a piece of information from you that may shock you, and it has nothing to do with COVID but what we're talking about. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church.
what a privilege and what a delight it is to come before you here daily now, 26 and a half years, confronting the deepest issues of America's heart and home, preparing the way of the Lord for history's final hour. Yes, we deal with the issues of our time. Yes, we deal with all of the facts, everything that's out there, but not just for information's sake. Information can actually be deceptive if we don't do anything with it. If we don't respond to the information in an appropriate way as a Christian, we actually end up being deceived by it. We lure ourselves into the belief or the conviction that because we had the information, that that's what was necessary. No. That's why the Bible never commands us to be informed. Did you know that? The Bible does not command us to be informed, but rather to be transformed. And that, by the renewing of our minds, that we might prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. In other words, what's missing is application. We can talk all day long about different facts concerning COVID, about vaccines, about all kinds of things, but if we do not apply it, from a biblical perspective, and seriously, not playing games, not speaking with a lisp to make it sound a little sweeter, a little softer. No, we need to hear clear talk in dangerous times, friends. When God was concerned about Israel in dangerous times when they had been falling away from his purposes and his favor, He did not send pusillanimous uh, prophets into their midst to place, uh, to give them a message of sweet nothings and a pat on the back. They spoke clearly, they spoke frankly, and they did so because of their love for the Lord and their love and care for the people. Not because they hated the people, but because they were God's instrument of his ultimate love, mercy, and compassion to protect and save the people from themselves and their destruction. The same is true today. When people are walking in fear, they need a strong right arm and a strong word to help shake them from their paralyzing fear and lethargy. Now, let's take a look at what just came across the news yesterday. Are you ready for this? One World Religion Headquarters to open in 2022. That's next year, friends. One World Religion Headquarters to open next year. It's called the Abramic Family House in Abu Dhabi. And it was brought about, are you listening, brought about by a visit of Pope Francis to the United Arab Emirates in February, the first pope to the Arabian Peninsula, and during that trip, the pope signed a joint declaration with the Grand Imam of Al-Azhar that called for religious tolerance and dialogue an interfaith council to oversee projects advancing tolerance was formed as a result of the declaration and named the higher committee of human fraternity the abramic family house is its first initiative it consists of two 
monumental buildings. One, a structure for Christians. Another, a structure for Muslims or Muslims. And another, a structure for the Jewish people. All three of them around like a, uh, a park situation, a quad, and it's designed to unify the world in a one-world religion headquarters sponsored and facilitated by the Pope, who claims to be the vicar of Christ. That would tend to say that the Pope believes either one of two things. Either that it doesn't matter what you believe, as long as you believe there's a God, it doesn't matter what you believe, or whether you believe in Jesus Christ, or that Jesus Christ is the only way, the only truth, the only life. It doesn't matter. All that matters is that you believe in some God, and everything's wonderful, everything's cool. Now, that's one thing. The other is, regardless of what you believe, the more important thing is that we can have unity in the world. Therefore, we will use use religion as the means for unifying the world for the one-world government, of which he intends to be a premier ruler, he meaning the pope. Now, ultimately, I must tell you that this location in Dubai is not going to be the ultimate expression of the one-world religion. The ultimate expression of the one-world religion is going to be in Jerusalem. That's the place where God chose to put his name. That is the place where God, in his expression in Psalm 2, tells us that he has already determined by declaration of the Creator himself that his only begotten Son, Christ, Yeshua, the Lord of glory, the Redeemer of the world, will rule and reign. He says, I have set my King on my holy hill. Well, here's the problem. There are a whole lot of other kings that want to sit on that hill because they know, they realize that that is the ultimate, the consummate place of global power. Not just political power, but religious power. It is the conflation of all powers in Jerusalem. Why? Because that's the place where God chose to place his name. So man wants to place his name there. Why does man want to place his name there? Because Satan, the Lucifer, the deceiver, said, I will be like the Most High God. I will ascend to the heights of the north. And so he is doing everything he can. He can't do that himself. He has to place his representative on that holy hill. Therefore, that's his intention. Now, if you've never read my book, King of the Mountain, then it would be understandable why you don't quite fully comprehend what we're just talking about. 
So if you have not read that book, you should get it, because it sets the stage then for everything else that is happening in our world. Not only that, but it goes back and tracks the trajectory of all history and prophecy from creation, in fact, before creation, when Satan encountered God in the heavens, on the mount of God in the heavens, and declared his rebellion and that he would be like the Most High God. The rest is history. That book, King of the Mountain, it is a $20 book, yours for $15. It's on our website, saveus.org. Saveus.org. You can give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA, or you can write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. Now, if you want to get that book, King of the Mountain, and Antichrist at the same time, then you're going to save $3 because you're only going to pay $7 postage and handling for the two books instead of $5 each. So if you want to do that, give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA. Go to our website, saveus.org, and place your order there. I do not think you will be disappointed. I do not think you will be disappointed. Now, why bring together this announcement concerning the One World Religion Headquarters together with our conversation concerning COVID, tyranny, and the Antichrist? Because, friends, they all fit together. They're showing us the time and the intensifying of this moment in history. And most people are not ready. Most Christians are not ready. Many pastors are resisting actually talking about these things because they're afraid they'll offend people. And they're trying to build congregations in try, instead of trying to build saints. It's a serious problem. Pastors put their pants on one leg at a time just like you and I do. And they have the same kinds of motivations of the flesh. Pray for them. Now, for those of you who are in the Northeast, in uh, Massachusetts and Connecticut, and yes, even New York, listening to this program, you've been listening up there for about 20 years off of WACE and other sources, I want to let you know, if you haven't heard already, that my wife and I are going to come up there and hold a special breakfast for you all. And we've been doing that. This will be about the, maybe the eighth time that we will have come up there over the past 20 years. And every time is just an incredible blessing for everyone. Such a joy. The camaraderie of spirit is amazing. We'll be bringing all of our books and materials. Uh, I'll be speaking. My wife is going to be speaking. We'll be talking about uh, uh, the issues of our time. We'll be answering questions. It, it's just a wonderful time. October 23rd, friends. Saturday morning, October 23rd. From 8 o'clock in the morning till 11.30 a.m. at the Crestview Country Club in Agawam, Massachusetts. It has a zip code, 01001. It's the first zip code in America. That's where we're going. Now, you're going to have to make a reservation. 
The cost of the breakfast is $28. It's a breakfast buffet. Uh, we don't get anything out of that, by the way. It's just, that's just, that's just the freight. Uh, we have to pay for the room and the breakfast. So, uh, I hope you'll join us, invite a friend, maybe several friends, and, uh, let's make it an event that, uh, really will be encouraging for you and for everyone. You have somebody that you love, somebody you care for, you might want to bring them. Now, to make your reservation, go to our website, saveus.org, saveus.org, go to the web store, and then choose Viewpoint Breakfast at the top right of that page, the web store page. Go to the website, saveus.org, go to web store, and then Viewpoint Broadcast at the top right on that page. Now, you can make your reservations by going to the website, or you can give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA. That's 1-800-SAVE-USA. I urge you to do it today. The uh, final, the final deadline is October 13th. That's just a couple weeks away. And we need to be able to make preparations. We are going to need to be able to uh, announce to the uh, the folk that are preparing the breakfast in the room and so on what we're going to have there. So we need to hear from you. Please don't delay. This is going to be a great, great time. All right. Now, <clears throat> did you know? Just today, a message came out from India that Ivermectin has reduced their entire horrific COVID problem by 97%. Ivermectin, that's all they use. Ivermectin, the very thing that Joe Biden refuses to allow to be used, that the CDC warns you against, that the FDA warns you against, the very thing that saved their lives. Now, why do you think that might be? It's about power and control. It's about tyranny, my friends. And it's right in front of your eyes. Thanks for joining us. Become a partner. Send your gifts by faith to Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255, or write to us. Call us, 1-800-SAVE-USA. God bless and be a blessing. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.